Good morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. We have a great story to share for you right now. On June 3rd, Sarah Kapinska married Jim Kelly in St. Jacob's. It was a great day. I know. I was there. However, it almost didn't happen. Two weeks previous, Sarah went to the hospital for a procedure for an autoimmune disorder. There was a complication, and she wound up in a coma. When she emerged, there was only a few days to go before the wedding, but miraculously, she recovered in time to walk down the aisle. It was great to see. I work with Jim. He co-hosts Taz and Jim on FM 96. His concern was obvious. It was a scary situation with a happy ending. To talk about it, we're joined by Sarah Kapinska and her sister Anna, who's a doctor at the LHSC. Thanks to you both for your time today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So Sarah, when you think back to what happened, does it seem kind of like like a dream of, you know, you have this uncertainty of being in the hospital then to the high of, of getting married and being at the wedding? Yes, uh, it's all a whirlwind for real. and it, it, it felt very surreal, but uh, yes, it's been kind of a miracle looking back <laughs> how it all went down for sure. The autoimmune condition itself, what is it? It's called granulomatosis with polyangitis. And uh, it's basically where your immune system um, attacks your small blood vessels. So it can affect really any part of the body, any organ in the body. But mine affects my uh, airway and my uh, lungs as well. So it can make it very hard to breathe. And essentially what happens is the um, immune system, uh, all the white blood cells rush in and create granulomas in the airway, making it difficult to breathe. So I do have routine surgeries just to widen the airway and help with the breathing. Has this ever happened before or to this degree? Uh, So I've had the routine surgeries before. Um, They've always been a very quick recovery time. Uh, So I was not expecting a long recovery, but it's never happened like this. Um, I've always had, you know, some breathing issues since I was diagnosed in 2015. But uh, with this last surgery. Um, You know, this is kind of a complicated disease, and we didn't really expect uh, there to be this complication. So, um, no, I was not expecting that. Um, It was definitely very difficult to breathe afterwards, uh, and I knew something was wrong. And as a doctor, how serious was this? Oh, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I mean, I'm, I'm used, I'm, um, I work in the children's emergency here uh, in London at Victoria Hospital. Um, and, you know, we, we're used to seeing unwell patients and sick patients. Um, but to have this be one of your family members is a whole different ballgame. Um, usually when I come in the doors of the hospital, I turn right to go to work. And this time I was turning left to go to the resuscitation room to be with Sarah. Um, and I think as, as a medical professional, you you know the worst of the worst. You know what could happen. And so it was uh, very unsettling to be so out of control and not be able to reassure Sarah. When you have something like this happen, is does the doctor side of your brain come through? The sister side, are they in conflict? Like, what's it like <laughs> watching your sister go through that? Yeah, I think there's a, it's a balance of both. Um, I think... You know, on the human side, and we just, um, we have a large supportive family. And so, you know, seeing that part of her was very emotional. And, you know, just watching your sister be um, so unwell was was very, very overwhelming. Um, But at the same time, from the physician point of view, I was 
you know, kind of the liaison, listening to the medical lingo, trying to understand the plan and what was happening, and then relaying that to Jim and to our family, just to, you know, try to get a sense of, of understanding of what the plan would be as we went forward. The wedding aspect of this is something we, we can't forget as well. I mean, this happened like right before you were supposed to walk down the aisle uh, with uh, with Jim. Did you ever, uh, Sarah, uh, or fa- did you ever consider moving the wedding date at all? Yes. So we did not know if the wedding was going to happen. So once I woke up from the coma, which is about four days before the wedding, I think, um, I you know, I think one of the first things that when I was able to communicate was to ask what was going on with the wedding um, and whether it was still on track. But uh, truthfully, Jim and my family didn't know if I would even be able to walk uh, because I was walking with a walker, but I would walk about five or ten steps and I would be so sick and so weak that I'd have to sit down again. Um, so the nursing staff were amazing uh, at helping me through that and the physiotherapist as well. But it was all just up in the air, and we were uh, about maybe three days before the wedding. Jim and I were on the phone with the wedding venue uh, talking about alternative dates because we just didn't know if it was going to happen. Um, But ultimately, I I just remember looking at Jim and saying, I just want to be married to you. (laughs) It was just such a wonderful thing to have him by my side the whole time. We really were. It was so up in the air whether the wedding would happen, and honestly, it was was secondary for most of us. I mean, we just wanted Sarah to get better and get her out of the hospital. But, um, you know, one minute you would sort of be trying to help plan this wedding that Sarah had spent two years planning for. And then the next minute you would, you know, look at each other or family would look at each other and say, there's no way this wedding is going to (laughs) happen. So it was it was difficult, I'm sure, for, you know, our family and and, uh, for guests as well to not know whether they were going to be going to a wedding. Uh, What what was really incredible, though, was that I think that the hospital staff made it their goal to get me to the wedding as well. So that made a huge difference because I was in a coma. I didn't know what was going on, but they were washing and braiding my hair to make sure it was, you know, not getting matted before the wedding day. And uh, when they put in a central line, they made sure to watch where to put it. So it wasn't going to affect my neckline or my dress. I mean, little things like that, they really didn't have to do, but just went the extra mile. Jim, your yeah. then fiance, now husband, was by your side during this. It's almost like a preview of the vows you would later say to each other. Yes, definitely. I, I think, you know, everybody says in sickness and in health, but you really don't expect it to happen that fast uh, or that serious. And um, he was definitely thrown into it. And uh, I know it was really, really scary for him, but um, he did really well. So <laughs> it was incredible. As someone who attended the wedding, I mean, if you hadn't known that you were in the hospital, you wouldn't have known, which I think is a credit to you. It's a, a credit to the staff at the hospital. At the end of the night, when it was all over, it was just you and Jim, what was kind of going through your mind? We honestly had to take a step back every so often throughout the wedding and at the end of the night and just be... Uh, just think about where we were in that moment and how we got there. Because uh, there really were, um, if you see the video of me walking down, it looks like I'm walking fairly quickly, but I really had to take so many breaks and just take time for myself and uh, really recognize, you know, the work that it took to get there and the help that I had along the way, the support. So that was awesome. Um, I actually, I have a, a letter from one of the nursing staff that uh she had written to me while I was in the hospital and she put it in an envelope saying, do not open until your wedding day. 
And so the day of, I just sort of took a quiet moment um, to myself to read that. And it just brought everything full circle and reminded me uh, of the support I had in the hospital, Mm -hmm. uh, which was amazing. And yeah, I I have it framed now. It's such a special piece (laughs) that I have. What does this uh, condition mean moving forward uh, for you? So it's something that uh, there's no cure for. You just have to constantly treat and monitor it uh, and monitor it very closely. So I'm very lucky to have teams of doctors <laughs> around me. I've got, uh, you know, whether they're thoracic surgeons, um, ear, nose and throat, rheumatologists, uh, and they very closely monitor my situation. So I just finished a round of treatment and it went very well. Uh, I think I still have to, you know, uh, see how it goes in a couple months, but it all looks very good from here. So, um, and my uh, doctors are very positive about it. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, where I am now is just happily married and uh, feeling very good. You know, you got to have a, a normal life along the way while you're just uh, treating and, and making sure that you're healthy. So it's great. Well, it was so wonderful to see you walk down the aisle. I'm so happy you're better now and uh, you and Jem are moving forward. And uh, uh, thanks to you both for joining me today. Thank Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm glad you were there on our day. (laughs) That's Sarah and Anna Kapinska.